Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Thank you for listening in. This is Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. The Quadfather. And I hope you're going to enjoy a little bit of all things inspirational. And remember, inspiring others is not about bigger-than-life people. It's about bigger-than-life possibilities. So sit back and relax and enjoy. Happy Hump Day, and welcome to December. I'm excited. We have uh, an amazing guest. We're going to be talking a little bit later about caregivers and caregiving. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a tough topic, uh, and you might not think it's inspiring, but what these selfless people do uh, is inspiring and does inspire. So I'm excited to get to that. A little bit before that, though, we're going to tell you a little bit about myself first. I'd like to gradually let the listeners know who they're talking to. Um, you, you've gotten a little bit show by show, but today I'm going to tell you about why the Quadfather and why that brand, the Quadfather. So for, I've, been, I've spent 40 years now, uh, over 40 years, thriving as a C5, C6 quadriplegic. And after 40 years, that Quadfather term kind of got branded onto me through a few friends and it's kind of caught and stuck in my last book that was published was called The Quadfather, which is an unapologetic view to all the excuses people give to not thriving in life, especially people with disabilities. And yes, I consider myself a bit of an expert on disabilities, so I like to talk to that topic. Um, it, I also am the uh, president of a 501c3 nonprofit called Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation, which you can find at swiftnonprofit.com. What we do is we work with people with disabilities to get them back outdoors. Getting outdoors and thriving kind of go together. It's like sitting at a bonfire. You know, when that gets taken away from you, if you're, if you're a, f- a fishing fanatic and all of a sudden you can't fish or you like riding your bike and the bike gets taken away, uh, we, those things are big areas of our life we miss. When you become disabled, we lose a lot of those opportunities. So what our nonprofit does is provide equipment or we'll collaborate and with other organizations and try to get you back outdoors in the manner in which you enjoy. And that is everything from hand cycling to triking to skiing to even if it's just something uh, sitting by a bonfire, uh, fishing, hunting, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, we try to get you back outdoors. I had a couple people uh, call and ask me if I could provide some information because last week I talked a little bit about a couple of the books that were written that I've written, and I didn't let people know where you can get them. So up, getting up is the key to life, and rising up, you could get on Amazon, or you could go to soarnonprofit.com, or to brianpswift.com. So I apologize for not letting people know where that where you can purchase those books. But those are three areas that you could get the books. I believe Books A Million too, and probably Barnes & Noble. So if you're looking 
for something uplifting, if you're looking for something inspiring, those are places you could find it. And if, on, on another note, if you're looking to stay fit and your mobility is limited, you could find uh, the Quad Fathers, a YouTube channel called Fit While You Sit and Overcome Your Limiting Beliefs uh, on YouTube. So you can check that out where we have well over 100 videos on exercising uh, from a wheelchair. So hopefully you can get some good ideas if you're struggling in that in that perspective. So I want to talk about so, some life guarantees. I find them inspiring. I, I hope you do. There, there are some guarantees in life. You know, they talk about death and taxes, but there's some other guarantees that I think are, expire, are, are inspiring. And the first one is you get to choose your attitude. So every day when you get up, you have a choice, right? Whether regardless of what that previous day brought, you have a choice to get up and you could either get bitter or you can get up and be better. So I find that that, that choice is amazing. And, and a lot of people don't realize that really is a choice despite your circumstances. Every day I have to get up and even though I do it relying on a caregiver, I still look forward to that moment of getting up and attacking the day. So that is so important. The second one would be you get to choose whether to go forward or whether to quit. And quitting is a choice. And we've all probably done it in different ways. But usually if your brain says you're done, you're only about 50% done. You're not done. And trust me, our minds quit on us before before anything and then our bodies will follow but there's always more in the reserve tank i'm a i'm a big believer in that i've seen it through all the athletic coaching i've done that there's more in you you just you have to believe that next is a you get to challenge your comfort zone and that may mean discomfort but the fact that that only through discomfort and pain you have this opportunity to grow because there are things that we all do that aren't comfortable. Um, I, my first show was three weeks ago on the air. And yes, it was, I was ner- nervous and it wasn't comfortable, but it, I got through it and hopefully every show gets better. And as now I'm not as comfortable. So attacking those things that challenge your comfort zone is so important. The next one is getting up is the key to life. Yes, it is. Uh, similar to the title of two of my books but here's the bottom line if you don't learn to get up in life you will be walked on it is truly that simple you either get up or you get walked on it's kind of like getting pushed in the water to learn how to swim right you either sink or you swim and that's the way life is next one is you get to choose to push yourself and seek more interesting or harder challenges. You know, every week I tell people to escalate their ability by pushing themselves, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually. There's ways you can continue to push yourself to get better. And I, I, I really challenge people to set some goals that really push themselves. If you haven't thought about it, get out and write some goals down that push yourself and challenge yourself and even bring a smile to your face hopefully and the last thing is the grass isn't always greener you just need to water your own grass and watch it grow sometimes we get too carried away about 
what's happening outside of us and we worry about things going on next door or with other people and trust me you need to focus on yourself focusing on yourself and providing goals and opportunities and those challenges i talked about earlier are things that will make you feel better they always do they always will even though it's a bit frightening but on that other side of fear is where all that all that glory is and all that that good stuff waiting for you is out there and i believe everybody has an opportunity to get better everybody has an opportunity to do great things out there but it's just on that other side and then after after a word from our sponsors we're gonna meet this amazing caregiver yes she is my wife monica swift she has been my caregiver for over 33 years um an amazing mother an amazing wife an amazing uh spouse she's uh been amazing to my parents to her parents and uh I know what it's like to be in those shoes of having to care for somebody every day. I don't know if I could do it. I, 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 I think it's a question that uh, we don't think about till we get older or we're put in that position. And I've been at, you know, asked that and I've had to think about if the, sh- you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, how would you respond? How would you be? So, you know, I, I think it's an awesome opportunity to hear from somebody that's been doing this for that long and and god bless her because and god bless all the caregivers because it is such a selfless task and i i can't imagine what that's like just to be in that position and we're going to get a chance to hear that um after we talk to our sponsors so when we get back you're going to get a chance to meet this amazing uh woman monica Hello and welcome back. I'd like to introduce you now to uh, Monica Swift. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, she has been a caregiver for over 33 years. Monica, welcome to the Quadfather Show. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, and thanks for having me on the show. I should say this afternoon. We're past, we're past noon, so thank you. We'll start out with a couple simple questions, just so people have a kind of an idea of uh, where you're coming from and give them some perspective. How long have you been a caregiver? Um, for 32 years now. All righty. Long time? Very long time. All righty. T- what is the toughest part about being a caregiver? Well, being a caregiver, there's many challenges. And um, as there is in any type of relationship, I would say the the, the, the toughest part probably is the worry that's attached to it. Um, always being on high alert. Um, you, you never want to let your kind of defenses down because you never know what's going to happen. And I think I've probably gotten that way over time because I have been a caregiver for so many years. And as we get older, our, our bodies change, things happen, and, and you just experience more things. And because of that, the, with the age involved and with knowing that person, the, the toughest part for me is the worry. Um, you know, are you going to be able to transfer okay in and out of the van? Um, is there going to be somebody there to help you? Did you know? Is there something to drink? I mean, the list goes on and on. I, you know. So, are are these things you've always worried about, or 
was the is the list gotten larger as time go as as time has gone on? Um, were they the same worries that you had twenty years ago? No, they're not the same worries. Um, it, it's gotten as time has gone on. It's gotten that way, but the the worry is there. Um, you know, as we're when you're younger, you know, we could do more things. Our bodies do more things, and that that's everybody. Whether you're in a wheelchair, or able-bodied, no matter what you are in life, as you age, your body changes. So more of those worries have come with with age. Um, I would say the biggest things in the past when we were younger is probably accessibility. Can we get into that place? Not so much about you as a person, but what we were doing. So the, the, those are how the worries have changed. Um, I would say that the, the, the other thing is probably lack of self-time. That's probably another one of the challenges that comes with it. So you're, you, you unfortunately have to split your time between you and the duties you have as a caregiver. Right. And there's only so much time in the day. So, and you, there's always a list of things to do, but now you're doing that list for two people. So, um, that, that's probably one of the other challenges that I would say being a caregiver brings. And, um, the, 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 I would say the last one is probably a loss of identity. And what I mean by that is, you know, you don't want to, in my case, I'm a caregiver to my spouse. So you don't want to lose that identity as a wife. You don't want to become the nurse. You don't want to become the, the helper, the person who's just your arms and legs. You want to be a wife. And that's probably another one of those, I would say, those are probably the top three challenges that I think I face as a caregiver. All right. All right. That, that's a lot of information to take in. Uh, I don't think any of it is uh, shocking in any way as to, you know, what you truly have to deal with. But I don't think it, it, it nearly addresses, you know, what it takes, the emotion, uh, the energy. On, because on top of caregiving, you also are a teacher full time, correct? Yes, yes. And so, you have three children. Yes. So there's a lot of balance in there. And sometimes it's it's very overwhelming. The I, I'm a nervous person by nature, so adding on those other parts or aspects of my life, you know, my nerves just grow and grow and grow. <laughs> so it's learning that balance. How, how do I balance this? How do I not become a nervous wreck every day? How do we? How do you tackle everything and and keep going? Got it. And I know the answer to this next question. Um, but I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. D did you choose to be a caregiver or did caregiving choose you? Um, which, depending on the answer, can really give you a different perspective. You went into the relationship knowing that you had to be a caregiver. I did. But as I said, we, I mean, we were, I was 21 when we got married. So it's a long time ago. And um, I don't think, not to put down any 21 year olds but um i don't think at that point in your life you kind of look at the big picture i think as you mature and you look at things you look at them a different way it was at the time it was just how it was and i think on for that aspect of it it was easier it's when you deal with something that's always been that way it just makes it easier 
Like our children have only known dad in a wheelchair. That's easier for them to deal with than if you were able-bodied, had the accident, and then had to deal with it. So as a caregiver, when it's just that way all the time, it's just that way. And when you're in your 20s, you could do anything. Physically, mentally, you kind of, you know, you're just... You're, you're young. You're, youth is great. <laughs> no, nope, youth is wonderful. And it, as we've aged, we do all slow up in certain ways. And uh, keeping that balance, as you said, between losing your identities as, you know, one, a mother, a wife, a, a teacher, a caregiver. What are some of the ways you've stayed motivated and maintained this happy demeanor uh, as you're dealing not not just with your kids and not just with your job and not just with your husband who's a quadriplegic but also dealing with your your mom and dad and and your husband's mom and dad who have gotten older and now have dementia and dealing with other things so you're wearing quite a few hats what 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 do you do to stay motivated what do you do to stay you know keep that that smile what tips can you give people out there? Um, well, the first thing I would have to say is, you know, going back to like the challenges. First one I mentioned was worry. And, and I think the, the, that's probably the hardest thing is to stop the worrying because it, it's just a natural thing. But in that, I, I, I mean, I've talked to people about it. And that's one thing, talking to people. That's a, that's a good way to deal with some of the, the challenges that, that face, of, face us in life. But putting it in God's hands, and I've been told that by people, and it's it's easier would, said than done. Yes, it is easier said than yes. done. But at some point, you have to have that trust, and you have to. Otherwise, you know, the, the worry takes over, and then I'm not good to help anybody. I'm kind not of a that, good. Don't worry about what you can't control. Exactly. Again, easier said than done. Right. Especially uh, taking in a, my personality type. That's very hard because I would worry about anything even when it doesn't need to be worried about. But putting it in God's hands, I, I really had to have to work on that, and I still need to work on that. But that's one of the things that, that I've done. Well, um, it, and don't you think that's a, more of a journey? I mean, we. I, I don't think that comes overnight, that... That having that faith, which I know you do, it's not about lack of faith. It's just learning to put it on his shoulders more and believe that everything's going to work out. Maybe not perfect, maybe not all smoothly, but even the road bumps will work out fine. Definitely, definitely. It is a journey because, like I said, things have changed over the years and Sometimes it feels like if I if I ease up on this worrying, like, you know, we had a great time or we went out and we had fun and, oh, now the next day something happens, you know. And I, for a long time, I would say like, oh, God, look at it as being punished. Like, geez, geez I had a great time this one time and now I have to look at what I have to deal with. But over the years then, I, I've realized that it's, it's, it's not a punishment. It's just enjoying the times that you have to enjoy. You know, you have to let yourself off the hook sometimes and enjoy some things and and because things are going to happen no matter what no matter if you worry about them or not things are going to happen so it's not a punishment it's just enjoy that when the times are good enjoy them so gratitude gratitude's a big part of and you're hearing more of it you're seeing people even keep gratitude journals 
which uh, I do recommend because the more you realize how grateful you are and should be for what you have, the less there seems to be that need or wandering of the mind to it could be better, the grass is greener, why did this happen? The more you focus on that gratitude for what you do have. Definitely, definitely. I mean, people might think like, oh, wow, you've been married, you know, 32 years and you're a caregiver and your husband is a quadriplegia, blah, blah. And it make it sound so horrible, but I've had a great life. I mean, it, it's, it, I I don't know. I, I I don't think it's horrible in any way, you know. I mean, I think there's challenges along the way, but keeping that in mind that you, you do have to be grateful. Well, for- you, you must have an amazing husband to be able to say something like that. <laughs> I do I have an amazing ima- husband. I can only imagine. I'd, I'd like to meet him someday. <laughs> but uh, I, I imagine, imagine having an amazing husband does help to some degree. <laughs> but All joking aside, though, it, it does help. Having someone like you who's very self-motivated makes it a lot easier. I mean, it's, it makes it a, a ton easier. And being, having somebody that's mentally strong is, is great to deal with. You know, it helps on the times that, that they, the challenges do pop up. And, but, you know, we talked about lack of, of self-time. Um, you know, that probably wasn't an issue years ago because you are young and you're doing things and you're you're going out and you, you, you occupy your time. But as you get older and our, our bodies break down, every, all, they all do, then, you know, when you find yourself being in that caregiver that maybe physically more, maybe we are stuck at home now or, or with the pandemic and everybody is stuck inside. Sure. You know, then I think that became like, Everybody was trying to do stuff. I was trying to do stuff. You were trying to do stuff. You needed more of a, a probably a physical assistance. Hey, let's do this project. Let's do that project. Right. And I think that 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 can get to somebody at, at some point. And I found that it, it got to be. And one of the things I, I really had to start doing is saying, no, I'm going to do this from this time to this time. So as right. you know, I started doing puzzles or just something to make me relax something that sure would would bring me joy it might not be the same thing for everybody but you have to take i know it sounds cliche you'd have to take time for yourself but you really do no matter if it's uh, i mean i watch my football games and i work on my puzzles just something that keeps me grounded keeps me going and i know and not that i'm going to ask the question but uh, because I, I again know the answer. Communication. Uh, when you're dealing with, you know, dealing as a caregiver, and I know my end of needing a caregiver, communication's crazy important. Knowing when something might need to be done, knowing that somebody else might be able to help in some way, so that communication for us has had to be extremely strong. It 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 does because you don't get there's. So many things that have to get done during the day. And as you've gotten older and your care has changed, that's even more demanding now than it was 20 years ago. And so you need to make sure that, yep, you know, every shift is covered and, you know, we, you know, 
dot all our I's and cross all of our T's, and it's it's extremely important. The the thing that um, gets difficult sometimes, like one of the challenges I was talking about, is that that loss of identity. You could get so wrapped up in. You know, do we have catheters? Are there enough, you know, bandages for wound care? And do you have medical supplies like gloves? And, you know, then that's when you start becoming a nurse or, uh, you know, just a caregiver. And and that's one of the the biggest challenges, I think. And, and, And you have to let, I guess, as a caregiver... And you could be a caregiver to anybody. You could for your for your mom or dad, or for a child, or a sibling, or a spouse. But you have to let that person know, even though you spend so much time together, that's not always quality time. That's not always time as um, a couple. That's when you have to let that person know. No, I'm your wife. No, I'm your mom. No, I'm your sister. Let's strengthen our relationship in that category. Let's do something fun as a couple, not as a caregiver and a patient. And I think that is uh, something that, as we've gotten older, that has been a, a, a challenge. And that's one of the things that I'm working on now. But we, but we've seen this with a lot of couples as they've gotten older. At, you know, being so busy with the kids, as we both were. Um, you lost me to coaching. You were a coaching widow, yes, um, for many years, and the kid lost the kids to them being so busy. Same thing with with myself. That you know, you get to a point where you almost have to schedule in those play dates, those those times to rekindle that relationship fire. Correct? Definitely, definitely, and that's not um, like you said. That's not just caregivers and their spouses or caregivers and, and their moms or kids or whatever, but it's it's with any relationship. You have to do that. And especially if you've been married for over 30 years, you do have to do that. And it just gets, I think, harder as we get older to do that. But as, in terms of being that caregiver, I, I think you could get lost in that role. And you don't want to lose yourself to that role because there's so many other, like you said before, hats that I have to wear that I I have to be remembered as who I am, not just sure. I'm a caregiver. Well, any other tips that uh, and I know we could talk about this subject, you know, forever and, you know, you, you've lived it. Um, the one side of it that, that I, I'll never, I, I can't even imagine having to be in your shoes I've lived the other side, which is not always fun either, um, which has nothing to do with you as a caregiver. It's just, uh, and, and until somebody's in those shoes, having to rely on people is not something that is enjoyable. It, you know, it, 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 it's, it takes away a lot of your ability and freedoms to do the things you want to do when you want to do them, but it's unfortunately not by choice it's by necessity definitely and it's in the caregiver role there's 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 always going to be the person that you're giving care to and i think you have to take time to think about how how does that person feel sure and and that's it's it's difficult sometimes but you have to do that 
And another thing I think you have to do is sometimes there are going to be feelings like, you know, uh, why is he waking me up again? And and, and, and I need to have sleep. And, and why is this happening? And I think as a caregiver, you have to address those things. You can't let them overcome you, but you can't totally ignore them either. I think they have to be addressed sure. and dealt with, and then you move on. Because you, if you dwell in it, then then it you're going to you get, yes, yes, it's going to eat you up. But if you totally ignore it, then you always feel like like you're the person that's like getting, I, I don't know. Uh, the short end of the stick. Yeah, picked on gotcha. the short end of the stick. So, yeah, th- those are all feelings. Address them, deal with them, move on. Any last minute, any last minute tips, I guess? Anything that you can give anybody uh, insight into before we move on to uh, our sponsors again? I would say that as a caregiver, you do what needs to be done because it needs to be done. And if that sometime is the only motivation to do it, then use that. Use what you have, but don't forget yourself. Make time for yourselves and put it in God's hands. And communicate extremely well. Yes. All righty. Monica Swift, thank you very much. Appreciate your insights. Love your insights. Love you. Uh, thank you for all you do for uh, not just our immediate family, but uh, the extended family and uh, you as a teacher. God bless. And we will hear from a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back to do a little motivating and inspiring. Come. Welcome back. Uh, thought as long as we had this opportunity, and I never really asked this question to, to Monica, that we take it as long as we're here. But uh, Monica, and this isn't necessarily from a caretaker's, caretaker's perspective, but uh, maybe can answer what inspires you? I mean, you've done this, you know, thinking about it, you've done this, you know, day after day after day. Not that there hasn't been breaks, you know, in there. But not many, unfortunately. But what inspires you, whether that be to, you know, knowing that tomorrow you have to do this, tomorrow, you know, you're going to have to do that. What 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 keeps you inspired? I, I think the thing that keeps me the most inspired is seeing the success of our relationship, seeing the success of our family. Um as I mentioned before, you 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 do this as a caregiver because it has to get done. Just as any mom takes care of her children or dad takes care of his children or and when you yeah, is it the same um maybe challenges that that happen daily? Is it maybe a little above and beyond? Yeah, but a lot of people have those challenges. So I I think that probably doing it for so long is helpful because it's just what we do. It's just us. And that's that's how we're successful. But it's very inspiring to see that the people that you take care of, whether it be you or our children, to have them be thriving and successful in life. That that gives me a sense of pride and, and, and that inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing. And as far as is it 
in the caregiver role, that's one of the things that you have to take away from that. If you're struggling, excuse me, if you're struggling in that area of this is such a hard job and why do I have to do these things? And I, I would say, look at what you get out of it, not just what you have to do, but what you get out of it. Is that person, are you helping that person? And I know that caregivers come in many shapes and forms. And, and, and so sometimes the people that you're caring for aren't going to really get better, which is very difficult. I could never imagine that. But take out of it what you can. What, what am I doing? Have I made these pers- the, this person's day better? Have I, you know, you know, getting somebody something to eat, something to drink, just making them feel better. Taking that away from it is is something that you can latch on to. If the challenges seem to be a little bit more overwhelming, think about the flip side of it. What am I getting out of this? How am I helping? Not to pat yourself on the back too much, but that's and, and th- many, that's what you have to do. And many of those things that you talked about are, if you were do any reading are things that happy people do differently than unhappy people, um, such, such as, you know, express gratitude. Uh, you know, you see people that are happy uh, are tend to be more thankful for what they have and deal with hard times better than people who don't express gratitude. And you talked about, you know, acts of kindness. I mean, what you're doing goes beyond just helping. I mean, they're true acts of kindness. Um, that selfless part of helping someone uh, is is a super powerful way of feeling good inside. I mean, I, and I have felt I've been able to do that. We do through the nonprofit. I get that feeling of that superpower of helping someone it is awesome and you you can get it different ways but by helping other people is one of the ways that you do get that do you ever have that feeling oh definitely definitely and like i said you have to take the good part away with it and and not just it is it easy no is it difficult sometimes yes do you do i not always want to wake up twice in the middle of the night to help no but you realize that in doing so then the morning's going to be even better because you stopped in the middle of the night to to give the help that you needed. And no matter, I know I get, like I said before, nervous about things. And do I get crabby when I get tired? Yes, I do. And you could probably attest to that. (laughs) But, um, But deal with it and move on and, and, and just keep going. So, and once again, uh, one of the, books I read talked about things happy people do differently. And you, you've just talked to, to so many of them. Um, you cultivate optimism. So I think people who look opt- optimistically see the world in a different light. They see the opportunities. Um, they see the growth and, and they see what's out there is special versus not looking at it optimistically. They they practice those acts of kindness. Uh, they develop, and, and I'm sure you've had to do this, develop ways uh, to cope, different strategies for coping. Because sometimes, as you know, it's just getting through the situation versus, you know, not every situation 
you come out of and, and you're smiling. It's just you're you're glad to be done with the situation. So you've had to learn how to cope, I'm sure, also. Definitely. Like I said, mentioned before, like always being on high alert. The, the One of the things that is challenging about being a caregiver is, you know, you're happy going along and all of a sudden, wham, you're hit with a challenge. And then you're, okay, so now you're in this kind of mode. You have to take care of this. And then, okay, okay, that's over. And now, now wham, you have another challenge. And those ups and downs get difficult and you do have to cope with it. I think I I cope a lot with trying to give myself time. Like I mentioned before about watching football games. I mean, it sounds funny, but giving yourself that little bit of time, I'm not going to sit down, I'm going to watch a game, I'm going to just relax because then that boosts yourself back up so that when you're needed again, you could be on high alert and you could deal with the situation. But coping skills are very necessary all right and and the last couple things that happy people do differently uh which i i find are extremely important also one you take care of yourself you take care of your body um that's important uh on both of our ends but you definitely have to because if you go down you've got other people counting on you not just as a caregiver but as a mom as a wife as a daughter as a daughter-in-law so you do you take time to take care of yourself all the time i work out every day and i take nutritionals to help me and i i've been doing that for years and years and i you have to keep yourself up because you're right if 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 the caregiver goes down then who's going to care for the caregiver so it's it's very necessary very necessary i agree like i talk about who who motivates the motivator? Yes. You know, who's the caretaker's caretaker? Uh, that would be me if whatever I have to and can do. But, no, it's it's a concern uh, that's real out there. And I know th- these last two things uh, are also part of what you do. And the next one would be you save our life's joys. I mean, despite being a caretaker, a uh, caregiver – my bad, a, a caregiver. We have had a lot of joys um, that totally outweigh, at least on my end, all the tough times. Oh, definitely. And you you forget. It's like, um, I, I guess when people have given birth, say they forget the pain and you go on and have another child. You, you forget the, how the bad times were and you you focus on the good times when we have memories they're happy memories you focus on the great times that we've had the last 32 years like when we were finally bought an attachment for your the front of your wheelchair and we got to ride bikes together for the first time i think it was in like 27 years at the time it was that many years ago but that was awesome and you know some people never get to have that and then those are the times that you're like wow this is this is awesome Monica, thank you so much for that uh, insight, which is so important. I, last week, I talked a lot about motivation versus inspiration, how they're different. And I had a couple, I found a couple examples that, that kind of help talk to that because I think a lot of people think those two words are interchangeable, but they're, they're very different. Uh, it's, inspiration is not the same as motivation. They're, they're very different. And uh, let me explain. So if you look at motivation as something that gets you moving, inspiration is why I move. One is an internal 
fire. The other is an external fire. So it's it's like uh, motivation is a push from the outside, an outside source, where inspiration is a pull from an inside source. So inspiration really is a dream with the intent that causes an action to fulfill the dream. So they're very different. And you need both of them in life. I mean, as a coach, athletic coach, I motivate. As a, as a father, I've tried to, I, I try to motivate the kids. Um, and there's many differences to motivate. But I've always tried to motivate with the intent to inspire. Because if you can inspire somebody to do something then they've got that fire inside of them and it's not coming from the outside. It's kind of like me being the match that lights that fire underneath the kids or the team or our relationship. I've always tried to approach things that way as, as that from that optimistic, get that fire lit type of view. And even though motivation is necessary to life, it's and it is an act of energy to move forward. Motor, motivation doesn't require a dream like inspiration does. Motivation is more of that action, like I said, of being pushed. But motivation without inspiration is kind of like an aimless activity. So inspiration is actually a muscle that needs to be exercised. And we need to exercise that muscle like we do our physical muscles to stay strong. Just like we have to do our faith uh, we have to do our, our, you know, being physically fit, our faith and, and whatnot. It's got to be exercised to keep strong, kind of that use it or lose it. And inspiration can be trained by helping others listen, by seeking, and also by hearing. Uh, being a good listener is important. But inspiration does not always offer a solution, but it does offer a way to find it. And I think that's important. It's that hope, that light at the end of the tunnel to be able to find that dream to reach those goals you have out there. Um, While motivation may make us move, the inspiration will navigate that motion. So we need both. And hopefully everybody finds something out there that both motivates them, which is important. But also, I hope you find something that inspires you. I hope you find a lot of things that inspire you. And I rely on numerous things, whether that be my loud music, whether that be going into the garage and and lifting weights, whether that be a vision board, um, definitely my goals. So I rely on so many different things to stay inspired, so many different things that motivate me, um, whether that be my kids uh, whether that be my wife, whether that be my parents, I've been blessed to have all these things I use as both motivation and inspiration. So I hope everybody has a very inspired week. Come back next week and give us a listen. Uh, come to our Facebook page and uh, check out what's new. And I appreciate everybody taking the time to to listen to the Quad Father for, for another uh, hour on Wednesday. Everybody have a great day and God.